Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Need to know that you think we can help your mom? A mom of two is stabbed to death in Florida. And police say her own son is to blame. The words from the 13-year-old on a call to 911 and reaction to it from forensic psychiatrist Dr. Daniel Bober. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Well, this is a pretty grisly crime. A Florida mom who had just given birth two weeks earlier to a baby girl was allegedly stabbed to death by her teen son while the baby slept nearby. That's according to police in Hialeah, Florida. 39-year-old Irina Garcia died from multiple stab wounds on the night of October 12th. The baby, only 14 days old, was unharmed, apparently sleeping during the violent assault. And 13-year-old Derek Rosa can be heard on the phone with a 911 dispatcher around 11.30 at night saying his mother is dead. I need to know if your mom is, is breathing. She's dead, miss. Okay, and what did you do then? There's blood all over the floor. I need to know, do you okay. think we can help your mom? She's dead. Yeah, Rosa tells the dispatcher that he had considered using his stepfather's gun to kill himself, but couldn't bring himself to do it. Stepfather's a truck driver, was reportedly out of state when the killing happened. And if it's possible, the 911 phone call got even worse. Liz. Yes. I took pictures and I told my friends about it. Was that bad? You told who about it? My friends. Who did you send those pictures to? My friends. I don't know his real name because he is an online friend. I play with a lot. So this whole call lasted a little more than 15 minutes. And when law enforcement arrived, they, the eighth grader tells the dispatcher that he's afraid the police are going to kill him. But he actually surrenders peacefully. That call will definitely not be very helpful as it could clearly be seen as an admission in his case. And that's important when we think about the next steps. And I say that because Rosa is being held in juvenile detention. He's expected to face a second degree murder charge. I also do wonder if he could face a child endangerment charge for killing happening in the presence of a young infant there. Well, even though he's currently in juvenile detention, it's possible he could be tried as an adult given the gravity of the crime. That's important because that determines how the case could be adjudicated. Adult versus juvenile determines whether Rosa would even go before a jury. Also, the type and severity of his potential punishment. So, so it's an important legal distinction there. And Rosa has a hearing coming up on November 2nd. Hialeah police say that they heard from family that he was a good kid. He was an honor roll student at school. There's no history of mental health. It's according to the 
Ilea police spokesperson Eddie Rodriguez said this after the killing. This is heartbreaking. I never would have imagined something like this. A 13-year-old child taking his mother's life. It's a very sad story. Um, there's a further statement that we don't know. There's something that we're still trying to figure out. He didn't say why he did this. All he did was call 911 and advise what he did. A friend of Garcia's started a GoFundMe to raise money for her husband and newborn daughter. It says, quote, I was lucky enough to know Arena for a year since moving to our apartment. She was a person that I can only describe as beautiful, both inside and out. She was always so warm and kind. You know, we covered some pretty crazy cases and clearly there is a need for personal safety in this world. So I want to talk to you right now about Palm Pepper Spray. This is the next generation of pepper spray, and it is a proud partner of us here on Sidebar. I tell you this because recently my wife had a very scary situation on the street. She's fine. Thank goodness. I'm not kidding you, though. Immediately, I went to her office and I gave her a Palm pepper spray. She carries it with her now all the time. You see, Palm has a range and a capacity that can give you and those you love some peace of mind. Now, if you're worried about mistakenly shooting it, well, Palm's design prevents accidental misfires, which is a great thing. So whether you're carrying the unit on your keys or keychain or snapping it on your backpack or just carrying it in your pocket, Palm is a great everyday accessory. You can learn more at palmpepperspray.com and use code LAWCRIME10% for 10% off. I want to talk a little bit more about this. Let me bring in Dr. Daniel Bober, a forensic psychiatrist in South Florida. Uh, Dr. Bober, thanks so much for coming on. What a case. Let me just first start. Your thoughts on this, if this is true, if he really did stab his mother. Really tragic, as you said, um, but he sounded like a child on the 911 call because he is a child and his brain doesn't have the same hardware as an adult. Uh, if you break these or the brain up into two systems, we have what's called social emotional control, which actually develops much quicker than what we call cognitive control. So if you think of social emotional control as the gas, think of cognitive control as the brakes. So in a child that age, you have the gas without the brakes. And this means that you have a child's brain that's unable to weigh the future consequences of its actions, unable to exercise restraint, unable to weigh the options. Uh, that's very um, emotionally dysregulated. And it's very difficult for them to control their impulses in the same way that an adult does. But I, I guess the question is, and I don't want to put, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you believe he shouldn't be charged or tried as an adult, but as a juvenile? Well, the Supreme Court looked at this issue in Roper v. Simmons. They looked at the culpability of children compared to adults, and they don't think that it should be the same. So I do think that there has to be some consequences here, but I don't think you could look at him through the same lens that you would look at an adult who committed this crime. What about the part where he took the pictures and sent it to a friend, apparently a friend he met online? That feels like a knowledge that of knowing what he's doing, no? Or what did you think of that aspect? Actually, of some, actually some people would say that it's the opposite, right? Because uh -huh. it's not like he's trying to conceal the crime. Uh, he's trying to show it to his friends. So I think there's an awareness that maybe he did something wrong, but maybe he did something wrong in the sense that he spilled something on the carpet and not that he took someone's life. I think he doesn't realize the finality of that. And that's what I'm talking about in the difference of how he sees the world versus an adult. Do you think they're going to try him as an adult? I mean, this is a really grave crime. I mentioned it's in the presence of an infant. I wouldn't be surprised if he's hit maybe with a child endangerment charge, which we sometimes see when a crime is committed in the presence of a, of a young child. I mean, do, do you think that there's going to be an incentive to try him as an adult? And what would be the arguments to try him as an adult? I hope they don't try him as an adult. Um 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, this is a case where nobody wins, everyone loses. It's tragedy all around. But again, I just don't think that you could look at him with the same level of culpability as an adult. When you apply that same standard, I think you come up short because mm. his brain is just not the same. What about the motive? We obviously don't know what happened here, right? We're still trying to pick the pieces up. What could be a potential motive for a young boy to kill his mother like this? It could be something as simple as he was told no or he was denied access to something. That's what you know is so tragic about it. And again, I, I think what he did was obviously disproportionate to whatever happened before we heard this 911 call. But I'm sure whatever it's going to be, it's going to be something that on the surface seems rather silly. Uh, but in his mind, in his view of the world, uh, it was something that pushed him over the edge. Have you ever seen a case like this? Have you ever been involved in a case like this? I have, I have, and this is an issue that comes up frequently. And again, going back to what I said in the beginning, this is why in Roper v. Simmons, we recognize that we shouldn't execute um, people who were juveniles at the time when they committed their crime. Um, the, the justices spoke of what we call evolving standards of decency. And this is why um, we have to look at this, I think, in a, in a different way, looking at the current science. Mm. What do you think would be... Again, if he did this, what do you think would be the best future for him? Do you think he's, this is somebody that could receive treatment, be rehabilitated in some way? Because again, a heinous crime like this at 13 years old, what do you think? I do. I do think there is, is rehabilitative potential here. And I think putting him in the adult prison system um, where there's very little uh, opportunity to better himself, to reform himself is not the way to go here. Uh, I think essentially you're going to ruin another life by doing that. Sad case. Um, not easy answers. We're going to continue to follow it. Dr. Bober, thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, everybody. That's all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.